Hey, it's the Chicago Bears podcast. Lance Briggs is here. Black and Abdallah are here. We're in for Pat the Designer. And it's a Monday. Once again, guys, the Bears lose 2-7 and seven now in the season. It was closer yesterday. But again, the Bears didn't get what we all wanted them to do, is win in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, this team is, is building. All right, they're building something. I know it doesn't look like it. I know it doesn't look like it because the pieces aren't there, you know. Um, but when we go back and we say, all right, what were our expectations for this year? You know, it, it it's not a whole lot different than what our expectations were last year. You know, we have a few new pieces, but we don't have it all to to together. It's not all there, you know, so it's going to take time. Um, what I did see is I saw a lot of positivity in our offense in the first half. Okay. Um our defense, they 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 played extremely well. You know, they gave us opportunities, especially in the critical situations. In the second half, when the uh, offense was turning the ball over, our defense gave us opportunities for us to the offense to get the ball back and potentially try to win the game or or tie the game up. Um, and so, those are the things that you that I, I took from it. The positives, obviously, the the negatives, the the, the turnovers and penalties. Um, those, those can, those are all within our control and we didn't do a good job handling those. And that's why a, 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 a team like the saints, um, beats the bears. I think now, like you're looking at a point where, you know, Matt Eberfus after the game said we're close, right? And the game was closer than the experts would say, you know, um, but going into the game, the people that were rooting for a loss or rooting for the Bears to lose, my message to them was there's still enough players on this team that are going to be a part of the team moving forward that need to perform. What do you think of some of the guys that were there that are going to be a part of this team moving forward? You know, like Cole Komet had a very good game. Yeah. Uh, TJ Edwards had a good game. I think Jinx, Jack Sanborn in place of Tremaine Edmonds had a very good game. Flying you know, around. A lot of these guys that are going to be here for the foreseeable future had good games. What do you think of some of those pieces? Is that what Matt Eberflus means when he says we're close? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to find the context in which that is. Um, what I will say about uh, that comment is um, I have seen a progression, and that, and to me it starts with coaching. It starts at the top. I've seen a progression since he took over uh, as the defensive coordinator in this team progressing each week in the way that they, they – they, it seems that they prepare and they bring the right attitude and effort to the game. Um, I thought a week ago they took a small little step back, you know, a little um, little speed bump, you know, and I, I said I think that's a fluke. Um, and, to, and yesterday to me proved that yesterday, last week was a fluke. You know, um, they obviously they made some mistakes, but I, when I watched the defense, defense played extremely hard. They played with great effort, and they gave us an opportunity to win. If our offense, if our offense doesn't make those uh, those mistakes, those turnovers, uh, we reduce some of those penalties. I think it's a different it's a different ball game, and we have a chance to actually beat the Saints. You know, when we kind of look at this um, situation heading into the game with a backup quarterback, mm -hmm. uh, one of the storylines Adam and I talked about on the the pre pre show before you and Sylvie and Dion start up yesterday was this idea that uh, I didn't I don't think Bajan is a starter in the league. I don't think he's better than Fields. But the one thing I kept saying to Adam yesterday is I want to see more. He did enough in two games. I wanted to see more. Unfortunately, 
Yesterday we you saw, saw more. more. We saw more. Oh, you saw and now, more. Now I have my answer, right? And I think most Bears fans should have your answer. To me, what I saw is this guy is a uh, – he could be a high-level backup mm-hmm. for the Bears for the future, which isn't a bad thing to figure out in this season. Is Chase Daniel. If, if we don't – yeah, well, not even that. Like, he can play a little. In the mm-hmm. first half, he was making throws. He was making changes at the line. He was moving out of the pocket. He was doing things. He just can't consistently – I mean, when you look at three touchdowns to six interceptions in three games – that will never get it done. And then also you add the fumbles in there. So, like, I have my answer now. My answer to I want to see a little more, the answer is he's not a starter in the league. But he's he could be a good backup for this team for the future, which isn't a bad place to start. And I think that's where, Lance, you've seen an improvement in this team in the yeah. last few weeks. Offensively, it's just they're killing themselves. Yes. And a backup quarterback can't go out there and kill the team. Right. And, I, I and so, like, when I say now we have our answer, are, is it solidified to you that we now have our answer that he is just a backup in the league? Uh, so here's the thing with – is he a backup right now? Absolutely. You know, but the thing is, is what I see – the mistakes that I see from him are rookie mistakes. Uh I see very good decision making from him, um, and when it's a bad decision, it's it's a it's a it's a disguise that a defense is making. You know, you know, it's one of those tricky disguises, and he he misreads it. You know, he gets tricked a little bit. These are things that will happen to rookie quarterbacks, and it's very fixable. You know, so I think I think Badgett, you know, he's a guy that can be a starter sometime in the future. You know, right now, no, you're, you're. I think he's a, he's a, definitely a backup. He's a developing guy, but I think he's a guy that is competent enough to, to, to fix those issues. You know, he, okay, this is what they're doing. Okay, now I can recognize that. I know how to beat that next time. But if I see that again, I'll beat that next time. So, like to to piggyback off of that, how important is it that Justin Fields is available for this Thursday game against Carolina? Short week. He was out there practicing on Friday. Um, Courtney Cronin reported before the game that he didn't even go through warmups before yesterday's game. To me, that would that would tell all of us that he's not really that close. So then, you know, you look at another game this upcoming week that should be winnable. I think most Bears fans think that the Carolina Panthers are a beatable team. Yeah. How important is it that Justin kind of puts himself out there and gets out there to try and salvage something out of this season? I mean, that that's where I think it's an interesting point that you have made to all of us the last couple weeks they're improving but then you look at the standings they're not improving no they're not but you know it's and you a a lot of times we use the the their record against this team with this team we that we didn't have high expectations of this team we didn't we did not you know i mean and anybody that said they had high expectations you're lying okay this team was it's not what this team has been built on. We understand that this is a team that is in the in the process of being built and pieces are being put together. We just we just traded for Montez Sweat and had a deal done in 24 hours. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, and that was on the 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 that was in the 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 19th the nth hour. You know, the ninth hour of of uh, the trade deadline. So you know, that's he's I think he's in he's going to be an integral part of the success of this defense in the future. You know, but. Before Montez Sweat gets there, we're an even worse team than we were with him. You know, so like I said, the, you know, we we have to, uh, I think, uh, um, uh, 
temper our 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 expectations of 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 this team. You know, it's it is not going to happen overnight. And that's I think that the, the the key is it's not gonna happen overnight, guys. How do you think uh limited snaps, but how do you think Sweat played uh in the time he was out there yesterday? Uh, I'll tell you what I saw. I paid attention to his one-on-ones. When he got a one-on-one, when he had his one-on-ones, he would walk the tackles back into the quarterback, you know. And whether you're getting a sack or not, when you're walking tackles, offensive tackles back into the quarterback, quarterback feels that pressure and the ball has to come out. So if the ball is coming out in four seconds or less, then our DBs don't have to worry about double, triple moves. All right. As soon as that move comes, we can jump those moves. Jalen Johnson can jump right in front of that ball, get a pick, and sign a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I heard you say that yesterday on the pregame show that Jalen should be ecstatic that Montez Sweat is here because theoretically next season, if he plays under the franchise tag and Sweat is creating havoc in the pocket, there's going to be opportunities for picks. And it's like it, it's the whole thing has to work together. And then others can get paid based on that, that initial pressure. The, the best thing that could happen for Jalen is um, they don't sign a deal. He gets franchised. We go, we get the whoever the, the top D tackle, you know, three technique from Miami or LSU, whoever this kid is, um, add some more depth to that line, that defensive line and that rotation. And in his uh, franchise year, He's going to, because of that pass rush, he's going to eat. He's going to get seven, eight picks, you know, be one of the top DBs, and then come back to the table and say, hey, you remember that contract you said I wasn't worth? Oh, I'm worth it now. You know. Does he have to get interceptions to get paid, though? Like, yes. uh, like some of the philosophy is I that, he does. well, if they're not throwing to him in his direction, it means he's a great cover corner, and interceptions don't mean everything. Well, when you go to the negotiation table – they're going to talk about your stats. They're going to say, first and foremost, you know, well, these are the top guys in the league right now, yeah. um, and these are their stats. So if your stats don't match up with those, then you're going to have a harder time negotiating a deal that puts you in the same category as those guys. Mm-hmm. That's always going to – these are, these are the all-pro guys or these are the Pro Bowl guys. How do you stack up against them? Lance, when you saw uh, at the end of the game how uh, the defense kind of stood up and they continued to allow the offense to get the football back for a chance, yeah, um, there's got to be a pride factor f- from you specifically being a former defensive player for this team. Oh, yeah. And and yesterday, you know, they keep it close, but that defensive effort at the end, when yes. two three times late in the fourth quarter, it seemed like game's over, over, yeah, game's over, yeah. And then boom, here comes a play. Uh, Edwards with a nice play, Sanborn with a play. The yeah. defense gets off the field and allows the Bears with time and the football to do something. Unfortunately, they don't. There's got to be a lot of pride there. Yeah, there's a especially the awareness of knowing you know where the down and the distance is. The distance, more importantly than anything else, and knowing listen, we have X amount of timeouts. You know that that they can't get a first down. This offense can't get a first down. Okay, and you know if it's if it's you know. Second and eight, the receiver catches the ball, you know, three yards from the line of scrimmage. I know that I have to do use everything that I have when I get my hands on this guy to not let him get three more yards. You know, I have to grab him and pull him down. And that's just knowing that and guys flying in and helping him get that player down before he gets to that first down is so crucial to having a chance to win a game. Um, So just 
the you know having that that uh, that that knowledge and seeing that the them them uh, interact on the field in a way that they know. Listen, I, we know the situation, so let's go out and let's you know let's execute, let's execute the best we can. And they did it. They did it over and over again, and that was it's pretty sweet to watch. On the flip side, what'd you make of the offense getting the opportunities <laughs> and then offensive line penalties, either false starts, holding? I mean, that stuff just kills. Hey, I feel like being a 38-year-old who's been yeah. a diehard fan of this team for my entire life, that has killed this franchise forever. <laughs> Offensive line, penalties in big spots, moving backwards, and then you have first and 20. Okay. You know, you have second and 15. <clears throat> you, have, you have bad situations at I'm, the end of games. I'm actually really glad you said that because it brings to light, you know, this opportunity that we have. And I'm going to repeat it over and over until you get sick of it, Chicago. Okay? <laughs> Are you sick of our offensive line having penalties that have cost us games? Okay, then go out and get the best ones. All right, let's go out and get the best ones. Okay, Center. that's what we need to do. Let's go get the best centers we can. Let's go get the best tackles we can. Let's go get the best defensive <laughs> interior linemen we can. And then... Maybe we won't have to worry about those things. Anymore. Just send that up to Hallis right now. Just cut yep. that and send it up to Hallis. Going back to the defense and the way that they were kept on forcing three and outs at the end of the game. Yes. How much of that is because I go back to like the John Fox era. That team was bad, but they never quit on John Fox. Right. And you mentioned coaching a lot and how you're seeing improvements in the coaching. How much is that? Because you know you're down in a game. You know you're two and seven. Like it's the halfway point of the year. Guys can start to check out a little bit. Yeah. How much of that is coaching, and how much of that is just players having pride in themselves? Well, so you know, it's 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 certainly pride in yourselves. You know, you you should never walk on a field and let uh, the man across from you just have you know have his way with you. Pause. Have his way with you. You know, what I mean, it's just <laughs> not something you should do. <laughs> So, but you know, it's, 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 it's also one of those deals where, you know, um, um, just from, you, you know, you're, you're, you're building a future, you know, you have to know that you want to be a part of that future. So you're building your resume and everybody that are, that's around you, you want to know who's going to be a part of this future. Cause when the pieces are together, we're building it, we're building a championship here. You want to be a part of that championship. About a month ago, you joined us on Bears Night in Chicago. And then a few weeks after that, we had TJ Edwards on, who was from here, grew up here, loves loves you and Erlacher. Um, He talked greatly about you and the influence you had on him as a player growing up. What do you think of his? He had 15 tackles yesterday. What did you think of his game yesterday? Man, I wanted to give him a game ball. Um, um, I had to... You know, I had to give it to one of the players from the Saints just because they won the game. You know, it was just tough. But uh, the way that him and Jack are flying around right now um, and Tremaine when he's in now, that is indicative of great linebacker play for in this defense. They have to do that every week. Yeah. Like it's and and I'm, I'm we're seeing it now. You're seeing it now. And I've been seeing that progression over the last, uh, you know, month or so. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure that they understand this, but you had to do this every week, every week. There can't be any letdown. Mm-hmm. You need to be, you know, and that was one of the, you know, when I played me and Brian, we, we'd know when we didn't, we didn't affect the game as much as we usually do, you know, because we'll look at that. We'll look at the paper. Sometimes we'll always look at the paper, you know, I'll look at it and I'll be like, Hmm, 12 tackles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if Brian didn't have a lot, he was like, I don't know. How much do I have? You had four, oh, you know, oh. or, or if it was vice versa, you know, Brian would grab it. Psh, ooh, 
16 tackles, you know? <laughs> I'm like, well, how many did I have? Three. <laughs> if you know that you didn't have amount of tackles, you don't want to look at the, the sheet. <laughs> so, so like, uh, like Adam's saying, uh, TJ is now going to play behind Ngakwe and Sweat, mm-hmm. who should be allowing him, much like Jalen Johnson, more opportunities. Uh, what, like, when you were playing... You had some really good players in front of you. Yes. What did they do that you appreciated that you knew on game day you were going to be able to eat because Alex Adewale, uh, Tommy Harris, those guys were doing things to be disruptive up front. What, what did you see from your position where you're like, oh, I'm going to have a game today because these guys are getting getting home? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, uh, the most important position on in this game is the three technique. Right. Um, and in Lovey's <clears throat> Lovey's first year, you know, he they went and got Tommy Harris. OK, now I had played uh, for the Bears the previous year and I had played my college ball, you know, and and Tommy, when he came out his senior year, he didn't have I think he might have had seven sacks. OK, but when I watched him play, I was it, it was a, it was a, 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 just this reality check. It was this check of, of, of wildness. I was like, whoa, I've never seen, I've never seen a D tackle do what he's doing. You know, he's extremely fast. He knows where the ball's going. He knows how to read them. He's strong, and offensive linemen hate playing against him. Okay, um, I, I was wild, and I was like, wow, you know, this is, we're in a situation where this guy, he plays in front of me a lot because I'm the weak side backer, so I'm covered up a lot by him. Uh, you know, a lot of times Tommy would – he would just pick the gap he wanted to go, go through and run, which is a bad run fit, but he does it so fast. You know, I remember we were playing the, uh, Washington at the time. They were the Redskins, but they're the, now they're the commanders, and he went to the wrong gap and then tried to come back over to my gap. And we end up running into each other. The running back gashes us. And I turned to Tommy. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to tell you how to play football, you know. But if you go into your gap, if you pick a gap, just go into that gap. I don't care what gap you go into. Yeah. Because you're good enough. I'm not going to tell like, just do do you, but just stay in that gap, and I'll make you right. right. You know, and mm-hmm. that was one of those deals. that You know, I mean, that's, that's different, you know. And so, like, it's great having Montez Sweat. It's great having Ngakwe, you know. Billings and whoever this three technique is, those are those interior guys are the ones that are going to let everybody else eat. They're going to help Montez. They're going to help Ngakwe eat. They're going to allow everybody here in that backfield to play and make be opportunistic. Those are the guys that we really need. The interior. So in the off season, would that be the number one thing that you need to address? Absolutely. Defensively, we we need to find the best three technique that we possibly can. Get your tickets today to see the comedy stylings of Jay Leno at Hard Rock Live Northern Indiana on Saturday, November 11th. That's this Saturday, people. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com or HRCNI.com. That's Jay Leno Saturday, November 11th at Hard Rock Live. So given the circumstances going into Thursday, the Panthers, you have their pick. They're the worst team in the league. You need to keep them at one win. I don't know who's playing quarterback. Matt Eberflus says you're close. For the culture of this team, for everything that it means, is this a must-win game? Yes, yes, it's a must-win game. This is because we're you're, they're playing against a team that that uh, that the that the the way that I see the Bears losing in this situation, 
you have to play sloppy on both sides. Now that's very that that that's that could be the Bears. That could be the Bears playing sloppy on both sides. I don't see the defense playing sloppy. Um, and I don't see the offense playing sloppy for four quarters. You know, so uh this is a game that that uh that the Bears are they know that they can win. All right. The 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 Panthers believe this is a winnable game too. But if the Bears play as clean a game as they possibly can, you know, and you know, mistakes are gonna happen. Now, they're not going the Bears have not shown that they can play a game without penalizing themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. So so reduce the penalties. Right. Reduce them to to two to three. Okay. Offensively. You know, reduce, don't turn the ball over. They don't turn the ball over. We reduce those penalties to two to three and defensively keep playing the way you're you're playing it. Take the ball away. Bears win this game. Wait, one last thing that I want to get your opinion on. Uh, watched around the league yesterday, some really good matchups. Oh, yeah. And also, like what happened in Minnesota, Joshua Dobbs showing up and getting put into the game and like not knowing the playbook and yes. pulling off a win. <laughs> How incredible is that? Like the, when you see that and see the highlights and then hear the stories afterwards. That he doesn't know their names. He's on the sidelines and he's like, all right, here's the cadence we're yeah. going to use at the line. He's practicing yeah. the snap. Like, like that's wild. Could yeah. you imagine that yeah. taking place? Listen, um, the, I mean, he's a stud. Um, I, I want to do on the flip side. You know, Jaron Hall probably yeah. calls his family like, hey, I'm getting my first start, guys. <laughs> you know, pregame meal. Hey, guys, we're going to, we're going to the house on the first play, all right? And get hurt. <laughs> oh man! He's got fifty tickets in the stands. <laughs> Just the whole family. I mean, there. shoot! I hate to see it happen to you, man. I hate to see it happen to you. You know, it's it was that was your time to shine, doggone it. Um, but great, great for the great for the Vikings, man. Great and also, them. what did you think of CJ Stroud going out there five touchdowns? <laughs> like it. There's a part of jealousy there where it's like, why can't it work? Come on, why can't it work like he, that? He looks legit. I know he does. Yeah. He's only in a few starts his first year, a handful <laughs> of starts this year, half the year, but he looks like the real deal. Yeah, and but you, and you know the thing about it is is I, I think that we throw quarterbacks out into the, the the starting ranks too fast nowadays, you know, and it's it's the sink or swim kind of mentality, and most sink. You know, most sink, you yeah. know, for a while. They, they sink and then they, they start to come back up. But you do get the guys like a C.J. Sprout who rise above the rest. You know, and right now he's certainly rising above the rest. He continues on this path. You know, it's just going to be one of those deals, man. He's he's on that 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 Patrick Mahomes path, you know, where he can start to separate himself from everybody else. He's the great Lance Briggs. It's Blucky Abdallah. We're in for Pat the designer today. Unfortunately, the Bears lost. But hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. It's the Chicago Bears podcast here on ESPN Chicago. See you, Lance. All right, guys.